There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. We are in meeting at the Grace Baptist Church in Oxford, North Carolina. We certainly are thankful for the opportunity that we have, be it Brother Cecil Newton and the folks here in Oxford had good services yesterday, had the opportunity to preach with Brother Mike Church. Brother Mike Church is a dear friend of ours, uh, been a friend of ours for over 15 years. In fact, I wasn't even on the road when I first met Brother Mike Church. We had a privilege to preach a watch night service uh, on New Year's Eve together in 2016. It was the first time I met the church family, and uh, what a blessing it was uh, to preach with him and get to know him. We've been friends all of these years, and uh, the friendship of course, is based on the Lord Jesus Christ, and he opened up the services yesterday, had a chance to preach after he preached, and we certainly thank the Lord for that opportunity. And so we'll continue the services here in Oxford, 7 p.m. each night this week. Uh, That'll be March uh, 1st, March 2nd, March 3rd, and March 4th. That's through Friday night at 7 o'clock, and so if you're anywhere in the area, I'd be glad to have you come in. If you're not able to come, we certainly would appreciate prayer for the services. Somebody asked me, said, are the the services recorded? They are not recorded. Uh, They just don't use the recording equipment here anymore, but if you would just pray for us, pray the power of God would fall upon the service. We certainly would appreciate that. We're in Psalm 13 today. To the chief musician, a Psalm of David, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Listen, mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemy say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Now, we've studied the Psalms and we've looked at them through the eyes of the prophet David. There are times when David is speaking, of course, of his own calamity. There are times that David is speaking to the words of of Jesus Christ in prophecy. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And so it's important to try to understand, by the way, I don't have perfect understanding of all of these passages. This isn't something I have a monopoly on. I I just try to labor in the Word of God and try to reveal what God has shown us in the Word of God. There are men that have far uh, much more information concerning these Psalms than what I would have, but I just try to share what God has shown me. And so as we labor in these, sometimes it's hard to discern where is Jesus Christ in this Psalm? Sometimes I don't see him necessarily in the person of Jesus Christ. Of course, we know he's the word of God. And there's sometimes I'm trying to figure out where he is as far as the ministry of Christ when David speaks of him. Is he in the garden? 
Is he in Pilate's Hall? Is he at Calvary? Has his soul been made an offering for sin? Is he in the heart of the earth? And so it's a matter of trying to discern where he is when he cries and when he's testifying, when we see the faith of Christ in these Psalms. And so we see here in Psalm 13, he says, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? And again, I believe this is David speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ. This is prophetic. Forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? And we begin to see some of those key words we've spoken about concerning Jesus Christ through here. We see the counsel in my soul. And we see that expression, my soul, so often used in those psalms concerning Jesus Christ. Not exclusively. However, we do see it often used. And so it ought to make us take up and uh, sit up and take notice and say, you know, I, I may see Christ here. Let me just look at this deeper. And then he says, having sorrow in my heart daily. And that word sorrow, again, that man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And then again, it says, I sleep the sleep of death. In verse 3, when we see death in the Psalms, we need to sit up and take a look. Is David fearing unto death or is this Jesus Christ going through the pangs of death, going through the sting of death? And so we look at this in the light of the word of God. What are the keys here? And I'd like to look at this just briefly, and we'll probably deal with this a little bit more at some point, maybe not in this podcast. But in verse 6, he says, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. And that's one of those key words when we see the, the bountifulness that was dealt to Jesus Christ. We see that often used in Psalms concerning the coming Messiah, what we call Messianic Psalms, often Psalms of David. And so we thank the Lord for that. We thank the Lord for the Lord just revealing himself through the word of God. That's why it's so important that we not only believe the word of God, but that we study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And let me just take this time to say a few things concerning that. That's not just for the clergy. That's not just for the missionary, the evangelist. That's not just for the pastor or the Sunday school teacher. No, that's for the God's people. It doesn't matter if you're a male. It doesn't matter if you're a female. You're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if you're a child. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager. God has told us to study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed. What does that mean? When he comes, will he be ashamed? No, that's not what he's speaking of there. What he's speaking of there is a shame because when someone answers that question concerning Christ, we don't have the answer because we've not taken the time to learn and to study the word of God. If there's one thing the last 10 years the Lord has so impressed upon me is that time of study, that time of in the private place, that time in that quiet place with him, trying to discern the word of God. But then also, I might want to say this, I've also put myself under preaching for many, many years. I know I'm in the ministry of evangelism. We've finished 15 years on the road. As a matter of fact, this week marks the 15th year of the first time we traveled on the road in the ministry of evangelism. I stopped right here in Oxford, North Carolina at the Grace Baptist Church. I preached on a Sunday night. It was the first time I had traveled away from my home church preaching a meeting or a series of meetings. I then headed from there with my pastor at the time, and we headed down to Amory, Mississippi. I preached at the Unity Baptist Church and had the privilege to preach in one of the services there. Got to meet many men. 
In those first two or three years I was in evangelism, it was the men I met on that trip that would have me come in and preach. And because of some of those men, the Lord put me further down in Mississippi and got to preach in Alabama and in Georgia, over in Arkansas and up in Kentucky and into the into Tennessee. And the Lord just moved us all around this country preaching. That first year on the road, I preached in 13 different states. And then at the end of the year, uh, on our own dime, it didn't raise money, just funded myself at that time, was able to do such a thing. And I funded myself and went on a missions preaching trip. And we went to Cambodia and went to the Philippines and had the privilege to preach. And I don't know, probably 20 some churches in the Philippines in two and a half weeks. I uh, got to be up north with the folks up in Luang. Uh, with Big Jim, and thank the Lord for them. Got to preach down in around Manila in quite a few churches. Got to preach in jails. Got to preach in rest homes. Got to preach in children's hospitals. Got to preach in the public schools, and had the privilege to preach the Word of God. And then we got to go to Cambodia for a three-day Bible conference, and we had three sessions a day. Uh, another preacher and myself, and we'd preach an hour and a half. That was with a translator. And then the next preacher would preach an hour and a half with a translator. And then we did that three times a day out there in the scorching 95-degree heat and humid. Thankfully, it was wintertime, and we're out there just drenched in sweat, hanging on the pulpit, and they're egging us on to keep on preaching. And so we're thankful for the privilege that God has given us to preach this blessed book. But in that time, since then, God has so burdened my heart about study and the matter of study and matter of understanding line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept. He said the precept must be upon precept. And so we take these Psalms as we've learned and take these Psalms as we've preached and we try to put them in their rightful place and in their rightful context. And to do that, we have to study the words of the Psalm. And how do I do that? I'll tell you how I do that. Everybody does it differently, but I take a good English concordance, whether it be King James Bible Online, which is probably my most often used tool, or you can take a Strong's concordance, and you go and you look up those words and where they're used in the Bible. And I don't go back and look up the dictionary definition. I don't go back and look up the, the meaning that man has given. No, I try to reference them in the Word of God. What does God say about those words? And so we look up this word, counsel. Look up the word counsel in the word of God. Each place that counsel is used and counselor is used and counselors is used. And we can then understand what counsel means according to the word of God. That word sorrow. And you know, we spent almost an entire podcast on sorrow a couple of months ago. And it's just that man of sorrow, Jesus Christ. And because he was a man of sorrow, we need to understand sorrow that we might know the fellowship of his suffering. And that's part of knowing him is the fellowship of his suffering. And then we look up these words, these words like sleep. And sleep is often used. You realize there's a difference in the word of God between slumbering and sleeping. And oftentimes they're misrepresented. They're cross-used. People say, well, the Greek word for this is slumber. The Greek word here means sleep. But the Greek word is a standalone word, does not give you the context of what the word of God is saying. And so when you try to use one word and try to explain away an entire passage with one word, it's foolishly contrived. But when God has given you an English Bible that's been translated perfectly, that you can understand what God is saying in that text. So when he says slumber, he doesn't mean sleep. When he says sleep, he does not mean slumber. Slumbering is that state of semi-consciousness. Our Lord doth neither slumber nor sleep. So he tells you there's two different things that take place. And that slumbering is a, is a kind of a semi-conscious state. You're in, you're out. 
I know when I have a fever, and oftentimes with travel and sickness and things, I'll get low-grade fevers. To be honest with you, I preached in Honduras some dozen years ago and got quite afflicted with sickness. And I came back from the Honduras, and I had stomach trouble for many, many years, and I'd have low-grade fevers time to time. And I don't know if it was some type of parasite. They never could really find anything. Uh, but I get this low, and I start to hallucinate, and I wouldn't really go into a deep sleep. I'd be conscious somewhat of what's going on around me. And I'm not trying to be weird about my life or anything, but I'd have these weird dreams and hallucinations, and my I'd almost just, just wake up feeling more sick than when I laid down. But that's a big difference from that in sleep. I mean, that semi-conscious state, and there's a spirit of slumber that comes upon man. Why? He's not asleep. He's slumbering. And it's a carnal spirit. It's a man that, it puts a man in a lethargic state where he's not responding to the word of God. So again, I've taken the position and trusted the Lord to prove himself through this word of God, through this precious King James Bible, and to teach me the word of God from the word of God. And that's a position that many today would scoff at or mock at and say, well, that's an uneducated man's position. Well, I'm not proud of the fact I don't have a great education, but I am very excited about the fact that we have a King James Bible that the most common and simple man on the face of the earth can understand. He doesn't have to be intellectual. He doesn't have to have an IQ. He can read the words of God as God has penned them for him, and he can believe God, and God can teach him things that no scholar has ever seen in the Word of God. Why? Because his Bible and his God come forth and the Holy Ghost bears witness of those things in the Word of God and the Holy Ghost can teach him things from this precious Bible. And so he goes on, how long shall I take counsel in my soul having sorrow in my heart daily? Again, I believe we're speaking of Jesus Christ, that man of sorrows. He sorrowed as he walked upon this earth. He endured the contradiction of sinners against himself. He endured the cross, despising the shame. He was an enduring Savior. He was a sorrowful Savior. And it goes on, says, how long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Uh, the mockers, the scoffers, those who would, would, would beat him, those who would rip the hair off of his face, those who put the crown of thorns upon his head. He said, consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Now listen, I'm not afraid to go out on the limb with some things. I got a dear preacher friend that he explains that is in the garden. When Jesus Christ says, Father, to be thy will, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. And he asks the Father, and I got a preacher friend that says that's him sorrowing unto death. That's when he said he sorrows even unto death. There in the Garden of Gethsemane, his sorrow was so great, it almost crushed him under the load. It almost crushed him. It almost broke him and almost killed him as he sweated as it were great drops of blood. And he said, that's when he said, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. That's why he told the disciples, could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray. Why? Because uh, Jesus Christ is sorrowing unto death. He's carrying a load that no man could bear. He's God in flesh, and he's carrying a crushing load. It says, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say, I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. And so again, he looks to the Lord for victory. He calls upon his father for victory. And we'll see that continually in the Psalms and in another prophecy. He calls upon the Lord that he might have victory over hell, have victory over the grave, have victory in the resurrection, and have victory in his suffering. And he calls upon his Lord, and his Lord delivers him. Why? He's the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And oh, how we thank him and praise him. 
for being a man of suffering for us. In verse five, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. How did he trust in his mercy? Because he believed him. And he believed God. As Brother Maury, our dear friend, has taught so many times, you can't trust someone you don't believe in. Because he believed God, the faith of Jesus Christ. We have the same spirit of faith. I believe, therefore have I spoken. And so he trusted in his mercy. His heart rejoiced in his salvation, the deliverance that only God can bring and how his heart rejoiced. In verse six, he says, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Oh, that song that Jesus Christ sings. I believe, by the way, that song we'll hear one day. I believe we hear that voice, the voice of many waters singing that song of Zion, that song of the glories of heaven, that heavenly music, that heavenly voice, that beautiful voice. No voice ever been like that, the voice of Jesus Christ when he sings unto the Lord. Why? Because he hath dealt bountifully with me. He has blessed him beyond measure, the Son of God. He's delivered him from hell. He's delivered him from death. He's delivered him from the grave. Oh, what a blessed Savior he is. Again, the faith of Jesus Christ. When you read these Psalms and you study these Psalms, I implore you, would you first look at the English language and what the Lord says? Look up these words in your English Bible and then believe what God says. And then if God takes you into further study, use wisdom in that study. Whatever venue you use to study, whatever books you use to study, don't let them correct this English Bible. You believe what God said. You believe what the Word of God says. And might I say this, might each of us be studious in the Word of God. I thank you for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Would you invite others to tune in? And also then, would you remember to pray for us? Tonight, we should be preaching again with the Lord's will at the Grace Baptist Church in Oxford, North Carolina. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.